Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name's Justin. I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody out there today who's listening in. Uh, If you're listening in, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Um, You can hit the like button and the follow buttons. Uh, Also, we have an Indiegogo campaign going on to raise funds to improve the show. Uh, so I do have to give a shout out to uh, Debbie Skurback and Geraldine Kozak. I hope I pronounced Geraldine's name correctly. Uh, they have already don- donated to our um, campaign. Uh, also, I am including the Indiegogo link in our chat room. If you want to get in there, you can get into our chat room to ask us questions or Questions to our guest, um, as well as call into our guest line, which is 914-205-5558. Tonight we have on uh, Vaughn Brasher, I'm sorry, Vaughn Brashler, author of Confessions of a Reluctant Ghost Hunter. Vaughn, are you with us? Yes, I am, Justin. Hi. Hello. All right. So... Uh, for those of our listeners who haven't heard of you or heard of the book, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, well, um, I've written a few other books, but this is my first book on ghosts. And uh, it's all uh, kind of a first-person story based on my own experience as a ghost hunter. I don't even like that term. I was trained <laughs> uh, several years ago by a woman who was very good at going in and deghosting houses, her term. And uh, she would um, she would go in and she tried to find someone who had recently passed on and and c- encourage them to move on, which should be a natural thing, but sometimes doesn't work fully for some people. And uh, she uh, she trained me to do this because uh, I'd always been somewhat psychic and I'd always uh, been able to see or hear or somehow sense ghosts when they hmm. would uh, want to be known. And uh, she said, "Well, um, your teacher who." Uh, who was her employer, uh, the psychic author Lewis Gittner, on Orcas Island, he uh, he suggested that I talk to you. He must have thought that this was something you wanted to hear. And so I spent, a, you know, a couple of days with her, you know, and, and, and got some training. And and she said, now you're ready to go uh, uh, de-ghost houses if you want to. It's up to you. And I said, you know, I, I, I really am not interested in that, but I've never known what to say to them if I see them. So I told yeah. Helen, uh, if if uh, if a neighbor or or or, or someone uh, I cared about had a problem with the haunted house, I would uh, I would uh, I would offer to go in and deghost the house, and uh, and I was uh, extremely surprised <laughs> later on when I actually started doing this um, that uh, they weren't all um, deceased people, they weren't all sweet ladies waiting to be encouraged to move on. There was a much darker element out there. Not all haunted houses are haunted by deceased people, and uh, and they're not all safe. So I decided I would uh, warn people, <laughs> warn people uh, that these shows you're seeing on television and these movies and these books that glorify uh, stalking ghosts through houses and chasing them with equipment and provoking them to to come out of hiding, you know, it's um, it's 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 crazy. You know, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. All right. Well, we also have Eric with us. Eric, <laughs> welcome back. Eric, thanks for having me back, of course, because I'm co-host. So. <laughs> Hi, Eric. <laughs> Man, it, uh, oh, hello. How are you? Fine, thanks. Oh. Yeah, um, me and Eric had yeah, have a... Go ahead, Eric. Oh no! I was just gonna say I'm having a heck of uh, some difficulties here with all this tech stuff this past couple of weeks here. <laughs> well, we're busy. People. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> me and Eric had a, an investigation team back years ago, and uh, yeah, people on TV <laughs> and in the movies glorify it. 2008, 2009, right, Eric? Oh yeah, 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 and uh, it's not 
it's not something just to be trifled with and people try to do it themselves or God help me use Ouija boards and other things to uh, try and do these things and it's not it's not fun and it's not easy which you've already alliterated Vaughn um, are there any um, hauntings that stick in your mind that were worse than others yeah uh, yeah the hauntings that I experienced before I learned to the ghost houses were easy <laughs> <laughs> the ones I learned after I was trained to do it were hard, and I don't know why that is other than the, uh, the universe decided this kid needed some tough karma lessons, <laughs> and uh, they and they came a coming. I mean, my teacher, bless her heart, uh, her her uh, her work is, is is dealing with the apparently the legitimate uh, case of of the ghost to. Uh, who really uh, did just recently uh, pass on, and it probably was someone that the uh, present occupants um, knew, or or someone who lived in the house before them, and and they're just reluctant to leave, or they're confused, or they 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 uh, have some unfinished business, you know, or or you know some legitimate reason, and they just need a little encouragement. They need to be found and and gently communicated with and, and and she was very very good at that so the first ghost that i had uh, ever met not knowing what to do or say they would uh, people that would be pacing in the house you know or or i would hear footsteps or i would or i would see somebody suddenly pop in front of me and i'd say what are you doing and i found that very often they they were as uh, surprised to see me as i was to see them you know because this little this little narrow um, um, a crack between the worlds that they yeah. uh, you know poke through is is not always uh, easily uh, uh, broached apparently and and um, and sometimes they just slip through and there they are and there you are and they say can you see me and I could say yeah I can see you <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> you know I say go away and they go away <laughs> they were just like you know it's like I don't know if you ever <laughs> stumbled upon a uh, a creature in the woods or a snake or something and it's like uh, you say boo and they run because you know they're more scared of you than than you are of them yeah. and, and I found that to be true of ghosts in, in the they often don't want to be found found they they're 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 confused so I mean I, I had experience with a, ha- a haunted a hotel that I stayed in which was just kind of uh, fun it was just uh, it was a practical joker and it had been there for years and years and years and 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 um, you know I've had uh, like a lot of your listeners uh, my my pets that would pass on and for for a while after after they died they would they would not fully leave and they would just pounce on my bed and I'd I'd feel them pouncing on the bed or I'd I'd hear them you know uh, hear them you know psychically and see them psychically you know they weren't physically there they were they were a spirit. And and then and then dear Helen, she teaches me how to confront ghosts and and ask them to move on. And so the first one I had, that well the worst one I had was the worst one I had, was a mobile home in in the woods on Mount Hood in Oregon, uh, near uh, Rhododendron. And it was a um, it was a single wide uh, mobile home that had been there in this old-growth, dense forest, accessible only by logging trail, gravel log, logging trails. And um, the owner of it apparently couldn't, couldn't rent it, couldn't lease it, um, couldn't sell it. <laughs> and so, so he, he found this, this family, this man and, this, and, and, and woman and, and their teenage daughter and, the, and their little dog that... Um, Agreed to stay there and take care of the place, kind of a you know, so it wouldn't get all run down and right. Know, so that that yeah, it was it was free housing. So they stayed there, and and they quickly learned that the, the place was was somehow haunted. There was some kind of a spirit, and and uh, and it didn't want to go. And it wasn't somebody's dead aunt Ruth. And it and it really was an angry, uh, dangerous spirit. And that was the very worst. That was that that was. That was deadly. That's the one that ended for me. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> the book is primarily about that, but there's a lot of other ghost stories. 
That was the worst. Now, coming across that particular one, uh, would you classify that as demonic in nature or something different? Yeah, yeah, I would say it was demonic. Now, I when I finally did when I finally did find the spirit, which was hiding and appearing to different people in different ways at different times, it was hiding in the in the in the trailer, and it didn't want me to find it. It uh, it only wanted to speak with the young girl who lived there. It was strangling the adults in their sleep. When I finally found it, you know, it was not at all the way the girl had seen it. It was um, it, would, it would it would change form, you know. And um, you know, I think this is important to know that that the spirits, you know, they're not they're they really don't have feet to make you know foot, you know footsteps. They don't have mm. a voice to scream. You know, if, if you see them, you know, it's because they want to be seen. In, in short, they're projecting. You know, it's, it's thought projection, and, 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 and it's, it's conscious energy that they're projecting to you. And they, they want you to see something or hear something, um, and, and that's, that's all you hear, you know. So I, I saw something that, uh, when I did stumble on it that was really quite dark and, and really quite demonic, and, and mm. I'm not quite put my finger on what it is i have a couple of guesses but it was it was something that we had was unearthly it had never been a human being i would i would say mm. um it, although it would occasionally appear to the uh the girl who lived there is a a little girl with curls maybe eight okay. nine ten years old and was this the first so, one that you had ever come yeah. across well, n- not exactly. Um, uh, I had an experience that was much more personal than that uh, oh. in my own home, and 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 I refer to those as the floating heads because they would they would appear in the skylight, and I would I would lie on the floor and look up at the sky, and and it had something to do with a missing girl that uh, had come up there and up to the forest looking for. Something she couldn't find in the city. Some, and her sister came looking for her, and she disappeared. And she went to a chapel in the woods, and she was never seen from again. And she subsequently turned up dead, although she would call her sister long after she was apparently dead. There were you know spirit communications involved, but investigating the people who operated the chapel in the woods, uh, which may or not may or may not have been. The, the the mysterious floating heads. Um, mm. uh, coincidentally, I would see after looking into them, I would see something in the uh, skylight above, and and I would ignore it, you know, as I often did before ever my training with with Helen started. I would just say, it's just not there, or it's there, but I don't care. I mean, that's mm. my attitude toward UFOs. I mean, I see them, but they don't bother me, and I don't bother them, and. That you know, yeah. I don't care. I just walk away. Just walk away, and so I, <laughs> you know, I want to. I don't want to pick a fight, so you just like you know, walk around him. So now I tell people walk around ghosts. You know, if you can't deal with them, just walk around them. So so that's what I did, and and so you know, other people would come in the house, and they would look up at the skylight, and they go, ah, there are people looking through the skylight, and I'd say, no, that's highly unlikely, don't you think? You know, it's like uh, maybe a. I gave you too much wine for dinner. I I don't know, you know. <laughs> so then then I was then 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 apparently that they weren't getting the effect they wanted. So I would go to sleep at night. Well, well before then things would disappear in the house and then I would tear the house apart and then it would appear exactly where I left it on the kitchen table, whatever it was. Things would just disappear and reappear. I mean, somebody was messing with me and there were a, a lot of moving of things in the house and then um, and then these, um, I think these spirits really, really wanted to mess with me, and 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 they, um, I would go to I would go to sleep at night, and the things that were in my bedroom in the in the drawers, like my clothes and socks and things, I'd wake up and it would be on the floor, and the things that were on the floor were all stuffed in the drawers, and they were half open and half closed. And, you know, and so like somebody had come in and just rearranged things haphazardly, and I would pretend like I didn't notice, and I would just go into the bathroom and shave and brush my teeth and come out, 
they would all be put back together. And I'm saying, like, this has got to end. This is right. this is getting <laughs> ugly. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a fun time up there in the mountains. But you know, you know, <laughs> think, often, often things in the mountains are are, are a little bit, you know. Spirit-filled. There were a lot of spirits on the mountain, and they weren't all bad. There were good ones, but I also encountered some bad ones. Okay. All right. Um, I think we'll take our first break. Folks, you're listening to Pear Truth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're talking to Vaughn Brashler about his book, Confessions of a Reluctant Ghost Hunter, and we will be back in just a few minutes. Are you ready? Are you prepared? What if some cataclysmic event shook your every foundation? Would you and your family know what to do? My name is Jacqueline Druga, host of the Apocalypse Dennis Show. Join me every Thursday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Prepper Broadcasting Network. Prepperbroadcasting.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We're there for your survival needs. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.
gentlemen, sublimely elegant here as always, and you are listening to Parrot Truth Radio. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. I'm Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, you're listening to us right here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I do encourage you guys, if you have any questions for our guests or ourselves, uh, you can call into our guest line, 914-205-5558. You can also just hop into our chat room and ask questions there or just chat us up. We're always happy to uh, engage in conversations. Uh, I do also encourage you guys to check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Hit that like button and hit that follow button. And uh, also check out our Indiegogo campaign, which the link is in the chat room if you want to check that out. Uh, We're talking to Vaughn Brashler, author of Confessions of a Reluctant Ghost Hunter. Vaughn, you still with us? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, Eric, why don't you take it away? All right. Uh, You know... One of the things I noticed in your book, and you had just mentioned a little bit earlier here on air, on air is uh, the fact that spirits don't have feet. And so yep. they're not walking across the ground. The footsteps we yep. hear are manipulated in some way. Um, right. Another thing you mentioned in your book is how they're deceitful, manipulated, so on and so forth. Yep. Many people see human spirits, and I'm personally, yep. I'm a, I'm, I have a Christian worldview. I don't believe that human spirits walk on earth. I believe only demons do, and they manipulate everything. Um, but one of the things that are very interesting to me is the fact that everyone sees spirits wearing clothes. Yeah, I know, and, I know, I know. Right? Yeah, you know? Yeah. And as yeah. far as I'm concerned, good, good mm-hmm, as far as I'm concerned, any spirit walking around would be naked or have really no physical form whatsoever, uh, which is very interesting to me. Uh, what is yeah. your take on just that right there? Yeah, they, they, they project what they, they, they project their conscious thought forms, and their thought forms would be that they are wearing the clothes uh, that they feel right to wear. It might mm-hmm. be clothes that were um, of the period. So if you were to say, see a ghost, a you know, legitimate ghost, let's say, that had lived in the um, 1890s. They're 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 not going to be wearing today's clothing. They're going to be wearing 1890s clothing, most likely, and 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 you see them that way because they're projecting that in their it, it, that and and we and we see them that way, but you don't see them so much with your eyes. I mean, you can catch them sometimes out of the corner of your eye, but right. ordinarily we see them like with like a mental image it's like um it's really hard to tell people that have never had psychic uh imagery but they but 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 it's like you you just have a, a something you see inside your head it's like a, the third eye you know sometimes mm-hmm. it's called the third eye and so you you see it in your head or you or you hear it in your head and sometimes it seems like it's like it's so clear and so audible that you hear it and then when you but when you break it down, you know it wasn't your ears that that heard it, you know. So back to the fact that they have no no feet, you know, they are phantasms. They are they are an energy body is what they are, and they're it's conscious thoughts. They no longer have a physical form. So uh, your premise that they may all be <laughs> non-human mm-hmm. things or, or demonic. Um, it is it is possible, but I think uh, I think when you talk to a number of people, and 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 I've I've written here on the first person. These are my own experiences, so I only have my own experience. But mm-hmm. you talk to a lot of people, and they they will typically very often after a relative or close dear loved one passes away, that person will pass before their 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 gaze. Let's say they'll see them in their mind's eye, or they might even hear them speak to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very it's very typical that when a pet dies that you'll you'll think you see it or, or you think right. you feel it on your bed for a couple of days. And 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 so my take on this, um, just just my take on it, who knows, is 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 that um uh some living people and some living, you know, creatures on this earth, when they pass they they um yes their their spirit ascends i i i totally agree with that and their their higher 
self uh, ascends, their essential life force, their their soul, their higher spirit, if you will. Um, but, but sometimes parts of them remain, and it's very very hollow. And it and it for those who want to talk to the dead, it's a very it's a very um, unproductive, disappointing thing to know that you're talking to the shell of the person. You're talking to the lower uh, elements of it. You know, they're, you're, 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 you know, it's their emotional body, their lower mental body. It's their personality, their their empty, you know, empty personality. It's 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 some of their memories, you know, dimly held, you know. It's 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 maybe their astral body. It's not their higher life. The, the the soul the soul never gets trapped here. I mean, I I believe that mm-hmm. too. And and and, but I, I do think there are unfortunate cases how, uh, uh, how people and other living creatures here will will die, but they don't fully they don't fully leave. They don't fully move on spiritually. There's just an element of them left here. I mean, their 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 soul, their spirit goes on, their higher life force goes on, but 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 some little kind of remnant of them stays behind. And the role then uh, of the ghost hunt, hunter or those who would go and try to help them, as someone who deghosts houses, like my friend Helen, my teacher Helen, would be simply to assure them that they need to fully move on, that the rest of them is gone, and the reason that they're so disoriented is they're not fully there. It's just a remnant of them. Now, I, I believe this in part because because um, of um, the shamanic tradition and the, and the tradition in psychotherapy to address the fragments, uh, spirit fragments. Uh, in shamanic circles, it's sometimes called shamanic soul retrieval which I think is a misnomer all the way around. It's not your soul. It's, it's part of your spirit, your lower spirit. And, and, and you're, you're not really retrieving it because it, it's just kind of like it's, 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 it's always part of you, but, but you've kind of lost it. So some people, when they have an, an accident, part of them is there or someone takes it away. And, it, and it's just they can't, no, one, no one can take your soul away. I mean, I, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Your, your your essential life force, you know, your divine spark, you know, your higher self, that no one can take that away. But there, but there's some little element left behind, and, and that's what we're. So I always think of in a, in a case of a true um, uh, ghost assist, a, a ghost here being, being someone who had lived on this earth and died, is that you're helping uh, the the remnant of them also move on. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I, I, I say then that these people haven't fully moved on. So, so what's left behind is just the angst, you know. So they're, they're troubled, you know, and they and they they don't have the wherewithal to help themselves as mm-hmm. a rule, and they're locked. They're locked in time and space. They being the little fragment, the little bit of them that's left behind. So when you when you call on ghosts, let's say those who do things stupid things. <laughs> As, as Justin said, like play with a, a Ouija board, you're just yeah. calling on the the dim shell of that creature. If it's if it's your dead Aunt Ruth, or you want to ask your maiden aunt where she left the the, the silver brooch, or you want to ask your grandmother, you know, uh, are, are, am I forgiven? You know, so you're not really talking with the the, the, the greater part of them, which has moved on. You're just in some cases, a little bit of them stays behind. Now, um, there are many other spirits out there, uh, in addition to what occasionally might be the ghost fragment of a, of a person who hasn't fully moved on, and and, it, and it's troubling. I mean, not all troubling, not all troubling. Some some are angels. There's the good news. I mean, some spirits are. You know, you walk into a room. There's probably going to be an angel. It's probably yours. You know. <laughs> and and there are going to be other spirits, you know. So um, they're not all bad, you know. Uh, but many um, slip into this world. Um, they kind of like slip into this world, and they're they're like pranksters, and they're and they're manipulative, and they, and they act what what you or I might call demonic. Mm-hmm. Um, and some might even be demonic, 
because you know, I mean, he quacks like a duck. It's a duck, you know. So right. <laughs> let's call him, call him, call him a demon. The thing I saw in the trailer it was probably like a forest gnome, but I'd just be happy calling it a demon because it was so demonic. So I mean, I I largely agree with your your premise there. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm going to actually jump back just a little bit there. Um, right before you were fully answering that question, you're talking about. Uh, when someone passes on or an animal passes on, uh, sometimes we feel them laying on the bed or we hear them and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's something I've heard in the past as well, Uh, especially when my dog Angus died. And for several days after he was already gone, I still heard him barking. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Now, you can agree or disagree with me, but the way – I'm sorry, this is just my thought. We are around some people or some animals so long that we become accustomed to hearing their voice or uh, hearing them walk around and stuff like that, or feeling that, you know, the bed sink down or feel that pressure. Um, Who's to say that it's really their spirit that we hear after they pass on and not just our own mind, you know, bringing things forth on its own? Because our mind is very powerful. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, you know, something will prompt it, you know, like the memory that they were once on the bed and it flashes in front of you. And so you kind of fill it in, you know, mm-hmm. association, you know, like you smell something and, oh, that's the smell you smelled from your your, your dog or something. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think of that all the time when I see a ghost. And it's comforting to think I see, I'm just making it up, you know. But I don't know where reality begins and ends anymore i mean i used to think i know um i'm not a philosopher i just i just know what i mean i believe in this thing called moving reality i mean if it becomes part of the way i'm dealing with things and i'm perceiving things uh, i'm not going to try to um it it, it's just part of i just accept it you know i just take it so, so yeah. I mean, a very, very, very often it could be a mix. You know, maybe sometimes the dog does come and visit you for a while after it passes, and, it, and it's to say goodbye. I mean, I, I always think that the only legitimate ghost contact we should, we should participate with, uh, or acknowledge is when they come and say goodbye. And, mm-hmm. and, but that that window of coming to say goodbye before they pass on, is is usually hopefully. Um, ideally, short, and then they do move on, you know, because pretty soon the dog doesn't bark, you know, mm-hmm. and it's gone. So I know when my father passed on, he came and visited me. <laughs> it was really funny because he told me a joke, and that was so <laughs> out of character with him that I knew, you know, it somehow was real. It was nothing that I ever had heard him say before. It was like. He was trying to convince me that he wasn't dead, that somebody else had dead, and it was a great, it was a great uh, hoax that was played on me, and I must have been imagining the whole thing. And I said, "No," and he said, "Gotcha," and he disappeared. <laughs> you know, it was pretty funny. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I don't mind the ghost coming and saying goodbye that way. And usually they come by when my when my friend. I'm writing on a, bu- a book now called "Moving the Light," which will be on. Um, uh, death transition, how people die, and how it's hard to move from this world to the next world for some people. That is to say, when they go through, let's say, a prolonged illness and they're looking at hospice and they're actually thinking about dying, mm-hmm. not an accident or something, just, you know, they have time to ponder it. How how it's hard to prepare, you know, sometimes to die, to think you're not going to be here and you're going to be somewhere else because it's the uncertainty, like, you're going to go somewhere else and Based on your your belief, you think well, um, you know it, it could be much better. You know, it's like you know, when my body's worn out, I obviously have to go. But 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 where and, and and will I get lost? And will it be difficult? And will I will it be scary? And you know the the journey from here to there. You know, we have right. all kinds of legends. You know, crossing the river Styx and and the uh, Valkyries and 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 and. and uh, and the, the Viking funeral pyres, you know. So, so the crossover to death can be very difficult for some people. So, but I think a lot of people will just come by and say goodbye, and then they'll pass on. Yeah, 
So now through all of your different uh, ghost hunting, um, what couple or few that you did, um, did you ever do any recordings like what you see on on shows or what we would have done through our investigations? Well, um, the closest would be um, on film because, and I didn't like set up a camera, you know, a trip camera or a strobe or something like that. But I, but I, I would sometimes um, when I would be do, I had a darkroom. I worked much of my life as a journalist in, in print primarily, okay. and um, for newspapers primarily. And um, and uh, I would work in the darkroom, and sometimes I would get. Uh, interested in just doing photography on my own because I kind of enjoyed doing, you know, uh, darkroom work. Mm. So uh, one of the experiences I had with uh, the Curlian camera was that when I would be developing film, and I also saw this developing like, you know, regular photography, um, was that when I'm processing the film and putting it in the tray, and I think a lot of people who have actually developed film the old way in a tray might relate to this the strange things appear on the film for a short amount of time it would mm. it would look like figures and then they become something else now yeah that could be just you know people look at clouds and they see you know um, a bucking bronco or something you, right. you know it's possible but but you know, I, I've been in a room, a dark room with three people, and we all see the same thing. We've also been in a room, in a dark room, and we see, we see a spirit there. So, I think, um, I think that they like to, uh, on occasion, surprise us with, um, um, not by stepping forward and being photographed when we set up something for them in a, in a, in a, in a test, and you know. But but they they like to like uh, call us on the on the on the uh, phone. A lot of people have received phone calls from mm. spirits or spirits claiming to be someone. Um, who knows? And um, you know and and um, you know uh, radio. <laughs> you know they like yeah. electronic things. You know which which is like well, you know it's not so hard to understand when you think uh, that this the the phantasm is probably like bioplasmic um electronic uh in, in 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 substance you know it's some kind of a electromagnetic form I mean, everything in the universe mm-hmm. is electromagnetic so i'm i'm thinking that the spirit body the ectoplasm is something like that mm. we'll figure this out scientifically someday right well i mean most another ghost show. Hunters, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. most ghost hunters use an e- an emf reader so yeah to to think that we are some type of um, electromagnetic frequency is feasible because the the natural body puts off so much electromagnetic uh, energy that uh, it could possibly be more than that afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so. they they like to somehow imprint themselves on things. They like to make imprints, but they always I, what always makes me a little bit skeptical about using these devices is that they will they'll put on it whatever they want because they don't really have a right. form. So they're going to project whatever they want you to see and whatever they want you to see it. I mean, it's, it's really odd. Sometimes, you know, the ghost is probably always in the haunted building. They probably never leave the haunted building, but sometimes they make an appearance and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they make themselves known. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one person can hear them and another person can't. I mean, it's really interesting. It is. Yep. I mean, they have a lot of control over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I think we're going to take our next break here, folks. You're listening to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're talking to Vaughn Brashler, author of Confessions of a Reluctant Ghost Hunter, and we will be back in just a few minutes. Hello, everybody. Sublimely Elegant here, as always. And guess what? I know you. Well, no, we've never met, but I do know you. I know you love Minecraft. I know you love the internet. Now, I also happen to know you love colorful language. So, instead of moping around all day, why don't you head on over to my channel and satiate your deepest needs. YouTube.com forward slash Sublimely Elegant. 
Welcome back to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Justin. And uh, we're talking to uh, Vaughn Brashler, author of Confessions of a Reluctant Ghost Hunter. Vaughn, you still with us? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, there's a delay. There's an odd delay here with oh, okay. my mic. Um, uh, so, Vaughn. Um, one of the things that we've been discussing is at the manipulation of spirits and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that you had mentioned is spirits coming to you, um, as opposed to us using a Ouija board and so on and so forth. There's a big difference between contacting the spirit on your own behalf and then the spirit coming to you. And according to to the Bible, which as I said, Christian worldview, um, the Lord tells us not to contact the dead 
um, let the dead stay dead. You know, there, there shouldn't be any communication, communication so between, advice, right, between us and them. I agree. I completely agree. Um, yeah. Now, when, me and Justin were saying earlier, we've done investigations in the past. We had our own paranormal uh, investigative team, and we've gone to a number of different places, both indoor and outdoor. And we have caught some pretty significant evidence, uh, voice-wise, not many pictures, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we haven't caught many pictures, but we do yeah, get a one. lot of, yeah, yeah, but we've gotten a lot of EVPs, things uh, saying our names, things just, yeah. you know, saying random things that we don't even, like, it's just random, you know. Sure, uh, sure. One of the most, uh, not common, but one big one that I remember offhand, uh, we were at this bowling alley one night, and me and an acquaintance of ours were down in the basement of this bowling alley asking questions. And instead of answering a question, we heard a really loud bang from the other room behind us. And when you look at investigations and evidence, it's very common that spirits will create a really loud bang or several bangs yep. or knocks and so on and so forth. They'll close doors or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yep. yep. Now, yep. you know, a lot of people think that this is a spirit's way of connecting with the living. You know, it's their way of talking where I'm thinking it's more possibly they're using it as a fear factor to try to scare us away or to get our mind. Mm, Oh, all right. Uh, So why do you think that is? Well, I, I think that, I think that stalking ghosts is a bad idea. First of all, I I think, I think I I agree that, that, that you, you should respect the dead and let them move on. You shouldn't be calling them. You know, it, it's sad. I mean, if you can help them, if you can help them move on, but you shouldn't be, you know, trying to open up dialogue and mm-hmm. chat with the dead. You know, I mean, respect the dead. I mean, most w- religious traditions do that, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, we, we, we see people that are stalking ghosts. And now when we get beyond <laughs> Dear Dead Aunt Ruth and, and, and what else might be out there or just some, someone who's been dead a long time, and 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 part of them remains behind, and and um, by the way, you know they're like ghost families. You know, well, someone will die. There'll be ghosts of different generations, even because they'll glom on to somebody. Mm-hmm. But 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 the idea is that I'm trying to say is is that they are telling you to go away. <laughs> Very right. often, what they tell me is go away. You know. They were bugging them, and, and provoking them is always a bad idea, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, the one thing I tried to say in the book was, you know, provoking ghosts, is, respecting the dead is a good idea, provoking uh, spirits is a really bad idea, chasing them around and trying to, you know, get them to say boo on, you know, or take their picture is a really horrible idea, and the main reason it's a horrible idea is that it's unsafe, because if you provoke them, well, I used to tell people that, you know, they have no physical body and they can't physically hurt you. I no longer tell people that okay. because I know differently. I mean, I've, I've, seen, I've seen buildings burned down. I've seen, you know, death and, and, and horrible things done by provoked spirits. And, and um, if you are in a haunted situation and you can't, you know, get rid of it, you know, or convince it to move, which uh, would be nice, or you can't live with it, or, or, or seek some kind of uh, harmonious, um, you stay on that side of the rafters in the attic, and I'll stay down here, you don't bother me, I don't bother you, then, <laughs> then you just have to either walk around it or leave. Right. Because provoking it, you know, or trying to get it to talk with you is probably not what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it just, in my experience with, some of them, it just makes them very, very angry. They, a lot of them don't want to be noticed. A lot of them don't want to be contacted, don't want to be chased, don't want to be photographed, recorded. And it just makes them very, very upset. And, and they are potentially dangerous. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, you know, and Justin and I have encountered those particular dangers on several occasions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think back to some of the oldest stories, and, of course, we're going biblical here, uh, the story of Job. 
we think of the devil, we think of, you know, Satan and demons and how much trouble they put Job through in regards to illness, yeah. in regards to killing his family, his livestock, taking everything away from him. Uh, that right there is just an account of what spirits are cap- or could be capable of doing. Uh, we also, there's also a story about an evil spirit going to Saul, uh, King Saul, and tormenting him for a significant amount of time. Uh, and it just amazes me that so many people uh, disregard yeah. what the Bible says regarding these things, and then they go out and provoke creatures, and then they complain when something follows them home or something starts giving well, them nightmares or right. waking them up in that, yeah, you know? Say, God, God protect me. And, and it's like, he, you know, he said, don't mess with these things. <laughs> right. then, you want, right. then you want the protection. When it's You're crying wolf, you know? basically. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, after you've fallen down the stairs and you can't get up, then you, you want your help. Well, it's a little too late when you can't get up. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to see that there is somebody that actually agrees on the same page as, as Eric does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Vaughn, we are getting close to the end here, so I wanted to give you a chance to let everybody know where they can find you and uh, find your book yeah. and your upcoming book as well. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, well, they're at, at bookstores, of course, and if you can't find my books, you can always you can always ask them because bookstores love to order books. They want okay. to know what you, what you want to read. You know, people always, I always used to go in bookstores and say, "Well, they don't have it," and I just walk out. It's like they would love you to say, "Could you get this?" You know, you know. I'm always saying, you know, can you get me the newest Grisham? It's like, yeah. It's like keep running out. But um, yeah, so you can get it online, different places. You know, Barnes and Noble online, um, Amazon online carries it, and um, unlike my other my other stories, this is um, something I just felt compelled to write because I've been suppressing these feelings for so many years. I mean, it was so, I wasn't the one whose house was always haunted in these stories, but, right. but going through and, and dealing with these situations, trying to help my friends and neighbors, just kind of left some real baggage with me, and I just suppressed it. That's what I do. <laughs> I just suppress. And um, and I just sat on this for many years, and I, I realized that I just had to get it out, you know. And it feels good just to get it out. So yeah, I mean, they're my own stories, and and um, um, you know, um, I don't make up things. I'm a journalist, so these are right. things I couldn't put in the newspaper. The unsolved mysteries. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure and honor, and uh, maybe we'll be able to get you on again when your next book comes out. That'd be fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good night, sir. Good night. Good night. All right, folks. That was Vaughn Brashler, author of Confessions of a Reluctant Ghost Hunter. Um, Next week, we are going to be talking about Chupacabra, something that I don't think either Eric or... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, I was going to start the show like, Hi, everybody! Welcome to Paratruth Radio! (laughs) But with a guest on, I didn't think it'd be a problem. And then I could come on back, yeah, so uh, I fired Justin. (laughs) Now we have an 80-year-old man hosting. Thought it'd be Uh, better. I'm calling from the future! From beyond the grave for this show. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't joke about the ghosts. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, so I'm a chupacabra. I was honestly surprised to see somebody who claims to be a a sensitive or a psychic, but agreeing with your side of the spectrum, like agreeing that maybe most of these are demons, or at least some of them are demons. Indeed, indeed. It's it's nice to have someone on my side every once in a while. <laughs> I'm not well, gonna lie. <laughs> not that there aren't other people with the Christian viewpoint, but there are um, psychic mediums who would disagree that what we're encountering isn't all demons it's something else or um as you've encountered and we said last show pagans who will argue with you and claim to put spells on you because you're voicing your own opinion and 
So right, it's right. really refreshing to meet somebody who is from another viewpoint, but agrees with the Christian standpoint as well. So I was kind of happy about that. I, yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> um, I mean, but I mean, think about it. The things that we talked about today and regarding uh, to biblical accounts make sense when you compare them to the things happening today. You know, I mean, how many times are you, do we watch uh, like Ghost Adventures, for example, or Ghost Hunters, where they encounter some kind of demonic entity that follows them home and creates all this havoc? I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard people uh, like Nick, for example, from Ghost Adventures, uh, Nick Roth, who has been sick on a number of occasions after uh, uh, calling out ghosts, you know, and what's the word I'm looking for when you call out a ghost? Provoking. After provoking a ghost, you know, he becomes physically ill for days. Um, And there's been accounts where these entities, uh, a.k.a. demons, ladies and gentlemen, uh, (laughs) would follow them home. And it's like the same thing happening today hasn't happening for the past 10,000 years, according to the scriptures. But no one wants to look at the scriptures because of what it asks us to do as people, you know, in regards to following the commands of God. Uh, and that's yeah. why most people throw it out the window and say, oh, well, it's just a written book by people, which it's – we could go have a whole show just on that, and I'll argue that point. Um, <laughs> written word of God, ladies and gentlemen, written word of God. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe – not. Every, I, know, I know not everyone agrees with me, but uh, it, it just makes sense when you look at today's time and – you know, that of everything before Christ. It's yeah. Makes sense. All right. Well, we are getting close to wrapping up, folks. Um, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, we are always announcing who's going to be on the show, what's going to be on the show, uh, as well as different things that uh, we might be giving away, our Indiegogo campaign that's going on right now. Like I said, that is in our chat room. If you want to check that out, we do have had two uh, contributors already. So thank you going out to uh, Debbie Skurback and uh, crap. I closed it. <laughs> Mess that one up. Uh, Geraldine Kozak. Um, so thank you to both of them for making contributions to our campaign. Uh, we do encourage you guys to do that. We're doing this because we want to improve our show for you, our listeners. Um, so please go ahead and check that out. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else to add before we're out of here for the evening, sir? Um, no, just ladies and gentlemen, join us next week when we board the Chupa 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 Cabra train. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to make that as a sound effect so I can play it at the beginning of the show. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, I'm Justin, and I'm Eric, and we are Paratruth Radio. See you next week. Peace. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. 
Stoicism with an uppercase S is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.